the internet, and welcome to Season 118, Episode 4 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, January 30th, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Somebody once told me tune in to Daily Zeitgeist, a second-rate podcast with notions. Jack O'Brien's pretty fun, though his hands are really dumb, and the sweat on his brow just keeps flowing. That is courtesy of Pod Moran, Moran, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! So no one told you life was gonna be Miles Gray. Okay, and that one is from Emilia, Emilio Gomez. Thank you to Emilio Gomez for that one. Uh, oh, shit. There was somebody else who gave that exact same AKA. I think a lot of people... Oh, yeah, I see that right here. Also, Corey, 9348640. Yes. I see that, too. Uh, look. The 9,348,000... No, 93,000,000 person to try that. To uh, just be Emilio. To just be Oh, Corey. Corey. Well, I'm mixing it up. We yeah. are. I think, look, parallel thinking or straight up AKA theft? I don't know. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to start a controversy. You don't. Collective consciousness. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Who's, who's that? This is who's the that? light bulb of uh, humanity. Podcast AKA. Oh, okay. No, the light bulb was invented by like five different people at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Who is that? What is that? Who is this? What is this? Where are we? We are thrilled to be joined in Air 13 by the hilarious and talented Tiff Stevenson. Hi. Welcome. Sorry Hi. for the early interjection. No, no, not no, at all. This, there's no rules on this show. No I just, rules, just right. I just wanted to say collective consciousness. Yes, yeah, fantastic. Because it gets bounced around a lot of time in, in comedy circles. If yes. someone thinks someone else has taken a bit. Yeah. Right. Gets bounced around a lot in just the beginning of this podcast, I say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. The opening lines. I never saw you do it, man. It was just collective consciousness. It's just, yeah, man. I always do period jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miles, we're going on the road with our time oh, machine. Oh, we're going on the road. Super producer Anna Hosnian. Fire up the Mr. Fusion. Fired up. Uh, we're in Portland there. tomorrow night. We're in no, Brooklyn. Tonight. We're in Portland tonight? Oh, shit. <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go. This is gonna be a short episode. out of here. Uh, but that's sold out. But Brooklyn isn't at the Bell House, February 12th. D.C., February 13th at the Miracle Theater. Minneapolis, February 25th. Minneapolis. Chicago, February 27th, Sleeping Village, uh, and Toronto, the grand finale, February 28th at the Great Hall. You can find those tickets at dailyzeitgeist.com. Go to the Live Appearances tab, uh, and yeah, we want to see you. Yeah. I know all 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 Blue Jays fans, Raptor fans, Leaf, Minnesota, or what I mean, what's that? Maple Maple Leafs, Toronto. Yeah, I don't know why I said Minneapolis. I think because I was trying to say Maple Leafs. Yeah. Is this football or the baseballs? I mentioned basketball, hockey, and baseball just now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's things that I like. I like raptors. I'm really yeah. into birds. So oh, I was okay. like, is this yeah. just things that Tiffany likes or is this teams? What, what's another thing you like? And it might be a team. Uh, well, maple. Okay. Yeah, and then I like another maple one. syrup. But just oh, uh, remove so from those three syrup. things. Oh, it could be a team. I like lakes. Lakes, mm. Lakers. Boom. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I like dolphins. Miami. Dolphins. Boom. Yeah, mainly uh, just animals and... The Washington pink hairs, you know, mm, is another one. I've got pink hair, yeah. so yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, Actually, not a team, but... Sounds like it 
kind of might be a euphemism for something, and I don't right. know. Well, they actually have one that's just more overtly racist by calling themselves the Redskins. Oh, yes. Right. They might want to uh, think about it. Is that still up for debate? That? Is that still? Is anybody? Anybody? Maybe. Anybody? Maybe they should think about that. Uh, also, the Toronto Argonauts. We don't want to forget mm. about our uh, Canadian football Redrin. Yeah. Argonauts, um, like like as in the myth of like Jason Sinbad. And J- yeah, Jason, not Sinbad. Was it Jason in there? The was a whole, there was a whole title there waiting. Yeah, Why Jason and the Argonauts. What, 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 where did the name Jason come from? Is that from mythology? It's from 90210. That's what I mean. Like It sounds like Brett and the Argonauts. I'm like, where did Jason <laughs> come from? Yeah. <laughs> what is an Argonaut again? Is it like a gorgon or not, or is that a completely? They were heroes. What is a gorgon oh. again? From Greek mythology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dumb. Uh, but Me too. Argo is also uh, a movie that Ben Affleck made about mm-hmm. American uh, intelligence people that were actually Canadian intelligence people. He just changed it. So damn, uh, Jason is just an ancient name. That's yeah. like that's like one of the, yeah I wouldn't have believed it. Jeremy and the Argonauts. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you those. know that, that crazy myth about right. Zeus and Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it biblical? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think so. Huh? Yeah, he's an ancient Jay's Greek mythological son. hero. Yeah, uh, actually, the son of Aeson. Aeson. son. I'm the yeah. Aeson son. I'm the one man army Aeson. I've never been taken out. <laughs> I keep MCs looking out. Boom. Uh, Tiff. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners just a couple of things we're talking about today. There's a little switcheroo, a little head fake happening with GOP Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell said he doesn't have the votes. We don't have the votes. Uh, And then to stop witnesses, uh, he said that on Tuesday night, uh, then by Wednesday, They uh, they were gaining confidence that they would have the votes to... Uh, stop witnesses and uh, just acquit Trump by end of week. Uh, so we're we're still waiting to see how that shakes out. But I was noticing a overall uh, just sort of zeitgeisty vibe in the mainstream media uh, that was basically like, "Damn, ah, I'm tired of impeachment, man. We're over it, right? As Oops. Americans, fuck it." It's one of those things. Well, you know why? Because. It, unfortunately, it's treated like entertainment. Yeah, so that's if you know exactly the ending, it it's you know, like right. The f- why do we need to look at it? But then? it's versus such... when it started, it's like oh, who knows? <laughs> and now that we know that there's just no, uh, no one has a spine in the Senate. Yeah, and it's going to play out exactly how most cynical people were thinking it would. Right. Yeah, I think it's. I guess for the people who uh, report the news, are like I don't know, is this getting the ratings. It's one of the more clear cut failures I've seen of the mainstream media in my lifetime to just you know, completely shirk their responsibility as like any sort of civic uh, institution uh, in favor of just being like, this story's old. Uh, Let's adopt GOP talking points. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Talk about that uh, Trump rally in New Jersey, Wildwood, uh, close to where I hail from, uh, the Jersey Shore. Mm. And uh, yeah, some scary shit. That's what Fox News was talking about. I had a at a rare night on Tuesday night where I was actually paying attention to what the mainstream media was talking about, and it was troubling. Mm. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, Trump supporters giving out cash to the black community at rallies uh, supporting him. Uh, we are wow. Talk that about- might, yeah, wow. That, that doesn't smack of desperation <laughs> at all. Uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus myths. We're going to talk about Popeye's. 
uh, coming for Beyonce's Ivy Park, uh, whether... Uh, I don't know whether she was inspired by Popeyes. <laughs> by their logo colors? <laughs> I think it's an amazing observation. Uh, all of that and plenty more. But first, Tiff, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Well, um, I've been on the Goop website. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up one of those $75 candles. So, well, uh, there was a $700 pair of high-waisted trousers, which presumably also smell like Gwyneth Vag. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, scratch and sniff. Uh, because I've long mocked it, um, I thought it's about time, now that it's, they've got their own series on Netflix, I thought it's about time that I properly went on the site and looked at what they were selling. And then I came across a page of what I can only describe as um, rage-inducing T-shirts <laughs> with things like vulva written on them. Um, and then one that said Pegan. Do you know what a Pegan is? No, you just uh, drink pee? Piss vegan. Piss yeah. Piss. You just drink piss, right? <laughs> It's vegan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How dumb right? are you and I both? Our first instinct is like, listen. you only drink pee, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I love it. I love it. I didn't know what it was. It stands for half paleo, half vegan. Oh. Um, I don't and like that like, at all. Can you be half vegan? And paleo, because I thought paleo had like quite a lot of meat in it. Right. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, Can you at that point say you're vegan at all? Because yeah. you are not, by definition, you are eating meat. I, I don't get it, but but the my main thought about it is, I guess, is fine, cool if you are. Don't put it on a fucking T-shirt. Right. Like, I don't need to know what your meal plan is, you absolute tragic individual. <laughs> this seems to me like it exists in a universe where being a vegan is cool, so they're trying to steal some of the cachet of being a vegan, but being paleo, they're like, oh, like we're basically vegan, but I mean, we just eat meat To me, only. I'm like... Uh, to me, it, it doesn't get you or lose you points based on how you eat food. Right. Uh, so yeah. in my mind, I'm like, what? Who? Who? I guess it's for people who I guess there are people, though, you meet whose dietary or their diet plan is their personality. Yeah. Their identity, so, of yeah. course, that makes sense. How much are those shirts, by the way? Oh, they're like 55 bucks. Oh, perfect. <laughs> get them 55 out. 55 bucks. Um, I was it, the best one I've ever seen of this. I was in China once and it might have been a slightly lost in translation. But it was mind-boggling to me. Someone was selling a T-shirt that said, "I like music." Mm, yeah, just boom, great. Non-specific. I was yeah. like, "Oh, cool." Do you also like breathing, right? <laughs> Watching yeah. tele. What? Like, I like music. So does everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Asia is the the home of amazing English T-shirts. Uh, right. One of the last times I was in Japan, walking through this. Uh, area of Harajuku called uh, Takeshita Dori, which is like the main street. If you ever go to Harajuku and all the tourists are going down this one narrow alleyway, there's all kinds of sh- shops selling phrase tees. There was one that just said, I am not gay. Okay. And it said, but it was spelled G-E-Y. Okay. And I was like, this is, I don't even know what the fuck this is. Yeah. <laughs> and But it, then it had it and like in Japanese though too, like a translation. It was a very odd uh, t-shirt, but you know. People are out here making money off those things. Oh, and there's also a spray on the website to get rid of psychic vampires. Oh, really? Um, oh, like energy vampires? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So a spray to get rid of psychic vampires and a 500-pound dildo. Five, really? No. Wait, yeah, you mean a, a, sterling a five, pounds sorry, sterling? Sorry, $500. Okay. okay. That's sorry. why I was like, pound <laughs> sterling. Phew, phew, phew. <laughs> I was like, what? What sort of machinery for? are they? It's for the CrossFit crowd. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a red light in it. The kettle like, build, the kettlebell yeah. dildo. Deadlifted dildo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a $500, $500 dildo, which is it's basically a vibrator, with a very Bluetooth. high end, with like a Bluetooth. Yeah. So you can program it to 
say yeah, stuff the, the to you. Oldies. <laughs> well, it, it's just has a red light in it. Like, oh. a, like a red light, you know, like red light therapy uh-huh. Uh-huh. that you can use to like after sports and stuff. But like, you, presumably, you just fire it up there alongside your jade egg. <laughs> fire! It wow! Alongside, yeah. it's going to be very busy up your vagina. What, well, you're going to want steaming that. the yeah. jade egg. Yeah, just a <laughs> complicated look, yeah. machine going on up there. It's going to look like Kramer's need the jade apartment egg to block the. <laughs> I was saying with the red light, it just reminds right. me of the Kenny Rogers episode where <laughs> yeah. all the red light was coming through, and he's like, "I don't know what to do." <laughs> huh. What does red light therapy do for you? Um, it's, uh, I think it's like healing after like spot. I've used it before on my face. You can use it for your, they sell all these. I mean, it could be hokum, but it's hokum a word. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like a, to kind of like stimulate healing and um, promote collagen and stuff. And I think in the same way they use like ice baths, some sports people afterwards will go in a red light room to right. promote. Like, so it's part of that. One is like obviously a heat therapy. One of the, it's funny you mentioned uh, ice baths because that is one of the episodes of Goop, the Netflix TV show that uh, we we kind of talked about yesterday that they specifically, like they did a medical analysis and they were like, the one about ice baths is nonsense. <laughs> like, ah. They were yeah. saying, like, that doesn't exist. Or no, right. that was the Reiki thing, I think. When no, it was, but like, they also said that. Came after the cryo yeah, stuff. Yeah, the cryo I mean, stuff. Yeah, the guy said uh, a ice bath or a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, go that far. And he is not a doctor. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. When you go on, like, WebMD and, like, what is red light therapy? It's telling when they say RLT is a treatment that may help skin, muscle, just blah, 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 blah. Right. So I guess it all, you know, it sounds like people know about it, but there's not enough studies. But oh, there's, I'll try mean, everything. FDA approved, and then there's FDA. There's the two things, isn't there? There's one that's like approved, and then there's, oh, there's like under two. review, <laughs> like not banned by recommended and appro- like passed, right, right, passed right. or approved. Like the difference right. between saying something is fine to kind of going, we actively recommend right. it. The FDA has determined this will not kill you. Yeah. yeah. FDA yeah. cleared versus cleared. FDA approved. Right, believe, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Cleared yeah. is pretty funny. Yeah. Low bar. Clearing <laughs> a low bar. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? Oh, uh, months. Months. Yeah, they've become very needy. Every month has a thing now. Right. Mm. So, you know, dry January or stoptober, you know, which uh-huh. is basically. Stoptober. Well, we have that in the UK. So there's a few every. So you do have dry January here. A lot of people do dry January. Yeah, I'm, yeah, people do that here. Yeah, right. And then um, in the UK, a lot of people ask you to sponsor, and I don't want to do that for, for sponsor. you. Sponsor giving up booze for a month. So you're paying them to stop drinking. Yeah. I mean, ostensibly for a charity, but really it's oh, about you. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like, like running a marathon yeah, type thing yeah. when people ask you to sponsor their marathon. Yeah, it's, like... Hey, pay me to stop drinking, though. Right. Yeah. Pay me to stop crystal meth <laughs> so I can donate to, <laughs> right. to to some animal charity. I don't know. Like, we have Movember. Do you have that here? Yep. That's the yeah. mustache That's like, November. Yeah, for yeah, months health. of men looking like Victorian sex pests. Or for right. me, looking just like an absolute pirate. Right. The one time I tried to grow a mustache, oh boy. This, a pirate? It looked like, remember oh. when like there were those pirates in Southeast Asia, like yeah. Thailand and shit? Oh, the photos, because right. you know, look, looking black and Japanese, I, I could pass for a Southeast Asian uh-huh. dude. Uh, I had like this... My long hair looked like a guy who was out at sea, like okay. around there, robbing right. ships and stuff like that. Yeah. It was so wispy. <laughs> it was tragic that people were like, 
okay, maybe this, you don't have to do it. <laughs> maybe this like, isn't for you. We appreciate you aligning with this movement. Right. But, but you look like you have scurvy. Yeah. Well, no, I remember at one point I, when I was working at a, like a more front-facing job, they were like, uh, do you think you could shave? And I was like, but it's November. And they're like, yeah, but it just looks terrible on camera. Right. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, I think there's very few men that can really carry off a, a, a moustache. When they can, it is magnificent. Sure, yeah. But t- too much, it, it tips into creepy sex pest. It's creepy sex pest or like racist biker or, <laughs> you know, there's not, there's a few like sort of snap judgments you could have based on seeing someone's moustache. Yeah. I think Nick Offerman is one of the people where it's like, wow, that. That in and of itself is an accessory. I gain ten years when I grow a mustache. Well, don't you kind of grow like a handlebar? I or have didn't grown you a have? Handlebar. Oh, you have. Oh, well, I a, have handlebar, grown a handlebar. A handlebar is just the length of is it. Is the one that like goes up at the sides. I grew like the one that's like more Hulk Hogan, oh, like that goes down on boy. the sides. I think that's a different name that okay. is sometimes referred I to as handlebar. Eric Estrada's, and also like mm. um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott does good facial hair. Yeah, that's like, right. You, you can rate his tash. It's I had a, I had a Sam Elliott uh, many years ago, and it did not look good. Maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very much sex pest. Or like Tom Selleck. You know, yeah. how to, I think it's one of those things though. Too those mustaches, those people without the mustaches, you're like, oh, did you get the mustache back? Yeah, especially if you have no upper lip. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. sure Kenneth Branagh would benefit from having a big mustache. Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all the months, all the months, basically. So just, but I think every month has something now. It's so interesting because I think the sober month in America is January, isn't right. it? Yeah. Sober dry January. January. Dry January. Or whatever. Right. Whatever but people want to call sober it. Sober February and. Uh, well, it's dry. We have dry January, but we also have Stoptober. But that's oh, but not booze. That could be stop anything. Stop. Stop anything. Chocolate. Oh, okay. Stop something that's bad for you, ostensibly, and then pay money. Oh. Um. And what else do we have? We have one that's like Veganuary. That happens as well. So you can try. Veganuary. Yeah. So Got you can it. try going vegan for a month. Okay. Um, and then, God, I think there's like. Yeah. I mean, then there's all the other stuff like that is like holidays. But right. it just feels like every, like almost every week or every month we're trying to get another thing going. Right. Yeah. Um, Enough months. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Chill. Well, just like how, well, I mean, every day is a day also. Like, let's not forget. Like, right. There's every single day has some kind of significant or, you know, perceived significance. Like, what, right. for example, what is today? National Croissant Day. Ah, uh, it's always a pastry of some sort, yeah. I feel like. National Donut Day, National Croissant. The 31st, jam-packed National Big Wig Day, National Hot Chocolate Day, National Backward Day. Wait, is National Big Wig Day a day for people to wear big wigs, or is it a day where we, like, give the proper respect to, like... To the big wigs? The, the to our corporate overlords? Yeah, <laughs> like, we're like, they need a day, man. No, it's, uh, I think it's what it is, is for people to use, uh, put a wig on. Yeah. Okay. Fundraising while bringing awareness to a cause. Yeah. I think wig day, like that's a that's a good one. We should just do one time an episode where we do an analysis of all these bullshit holidays and just like sort them into, okay, get rid of this. This is invalid versus like a day where everybody wears wigs and like gets to see what they would look like with different hairdos. Like that's fun. That's quite fun. Well, yeah. I mean, this isn't exactly, but I like that as an idea. Right. Like, just check out. Just try out some wigs day. Yeah. Oh, but oh. hold on. Think about how many people are going to get that so inappropriate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Good God. <laughs> They're Never like, mind. I don't know. It's, I, it's it's a wig. It's an Afro wig. <laughs> right. I thought it would. I don't know. So oh, I now. thought I should. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I'm canceled. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, I think 
but probably maybe people would be okay, but fashion houses maybe not. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, Gucci would probably do something with that. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? The people building Trump's wall, because I think they're purposefully making it shit. Oh, <laughs> you seen sabotage! Yeah. So at the end of last year, there was um, there was an article uh, in Vice. It was um, President Trump had been bragging about his border wall being virtually impenetrable right. but it turns out all you need to get through is a cheap saw yes right. yes smugglers are reportedly using hundred dollar saws to cut through sections of the u.s mexico border wall uh, and then it said it was missing chunks you know that famous uh technical term that architects are always chunks. using yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. we're gonna put a chunk in over there in that hole yep yeah. uh how many chunks we got left <laughs> about three yeah, yeah i mean it's one of those things too i think it's half I, I honestly think it's born out of like the money that's available because we're not the, the government's really not trying to actually fund this thing. And yeah. then so you're left with some guy because it's like a bunch of private people bidding for it. And they're like, yeah, man, this is impenetrable, Trump. I'm also the visibly most racist guy. So pick me. Right. And then cut to someone being like, yeah, let me get a skill saw real quick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say that Trump should know that anything can be unconsensually penetrated. <laughs> Let's see how he likes of it. All right. <laughs> Grab yeah. him by the railings, tell the wall it's not even that good looking, definitely not right. a 10, and it should consider itself lucky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so one of the reasons they did it the way they did it is apparently it's very easily fixable. You right. You put the chunk back in. Right back in, that, because yeah. look, that's a thing about a wall. Step one, can it be broken through, but can you fix it after? Right. I mean, that's how I do all my projects. Extra shitty, so they're easily fixable. Right. Like, I make the flaws everything and everything I do very evident. (laughs) Right. So then anybody can come in and just kind of, you know, put it together. It's just I'm starting things out. Literal constructive criticism. Right. Exactly. Uh, What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Oh, okay. Um, Did I? I can't remember if I've done this here before, but um, there is a myth that uh, Australia doesn't exist. Oh, Have I mentioned this on the show. <laughs> no, uh, this is I've a, heard this myth. It's a conspiracy theory that from flat earthers, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. That Australia as a continent doesn't exist. What happens is people get on a plane and then they're flown in the sky for hours, taken to somewhere mm-hmm. in uh, South America, I think, and uh, then actors are hired to speak Australian. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I don't know how they get round like. Uh, kangaroos and stuff, roos mm-hmm. and wallabies, because that's the first thing when you're in Australia, you're like, oh my God, this is wild. Right, 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 right. Um, but yes, that apparently Australia is just all made up. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I talk about this a lot in some of the Facebook groups I'm in, just about how it's used <laughs> to perpetuate this myth that there is such a thing as down under right. uh, this great firmament that we live on, which is really more akin to a snow snow dome diorama, I would say, floating through the heavens. Um, but yeah. I mean, I think yeah, it's like a myth. if I dig far enough underneath my house, I'm like in the UK, I'm probably going to hit Australia, right? So why haven't I hit Australia? No, actually, well, based on I think if the Earth is flat, so you would just fall out the bottom into the infinite space, right. I think, or yeah. the, a lot of those where they've hired actors, where they've hired actors. <laughs> I, I, the thing I love about that is that like the idea that there is this amount of effort going into being like yep and then these people will talk a made-up language we've created an entire history about it being a penal colony uh and then you know check out the ruse right i it's also suggests a really like vast reservoir of actors who are imaginative enough to have made up that accent yeah and like perfected it 
Maybe yeah. it was an American actor trying to do a British accent. And then they're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. what's that? What do you call that? What do you call that? <laughs> I don't know, mate. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. yes. Right. I think you've you've got it. Yeah, explain Chris Hemsworth. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Uh See, that's what we should do. Get him in a box. See what happens. If he'll, he'll spill the beans on what's really going on. I just Googled Australia doesn't exist, and there's quite a bit of literature out there. I'm not saying it's accurate. I'm just saying that there's some interesting things to read. Uh, I'm going to do some independent research, and then I'll determine for myself. What's the over-under on all of those articles somehow out of nowhere diverging into anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism or homophobia? <laughs> right. Oh, Because that's definitely. all of these books are like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, th- this one says the basic theory is that Britain invented the convict colony of Australia as an excuse to execute tens of thousands of prisoners under the guise of transporting them. Today, everyone is in on the prank, right down to the airline pilots ferrying tourists to decoy islands and uh-huh. actors playing the part like some real-life version of The Truman Show. All the things you can call proof are actually well-fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends, they're all actors and computer-generated personas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's here's an idea. Go to, quote-unquote, Australia. Right. Get on a boat. Yeah. And then just see if you can circumnavigate it. Right. That would probably, that would put it to rest if it's a secret island or where you are. I mean, I think, just, that, the, I don't know what to say. Like I mean, I, would, wait, I guess if, if it's you a secret are, island, then you could say, oh, If you are a think flat anymore. earther, though, that would be by far the best use of your money would be to go to Australia and live in the Truman show for yeah. like a couple of weeks. Like right. that would be, and just like try and be like, aha. Yeah. Or commit a crime there and be like, okay, yeah, we're going to court. <laughs> right. Oh, very <laughs> funny <laughs> wig, sir. Yeah. <laughs> do the barristers wear wigs there? I don't know. Yes, they do. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Good. All right. We're going to a real a... court then. <laughs> on wig day. Yeah. On big wig on, day. On big wig day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, it's a real roller coaster ride following the impeachment. Uh, Girl, I'm talking about impeaching this creep. Uh, into Peach. Wednesday, uh, Mitch McConnell said he didn't have the votes to stop witnesses on Tuesday night. Uh, I forwarded that headline to you guys. Hopefully, it was like mm. bombshell, and no one responded. Yeah, nobody <laughs> responded. Like, nobody right. even like. Gave it a thumbs no up. No one even Everyone did a tap like, back. Yeah, whatever, man. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say you guys are all part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then by Wednesday morning, uh, the GOP was gaining confidence that uh, they did have the votes to stop witnesses and uh, move to acquitting the president uh, by I think Friday. They're saying by tomorrow. Uh, so I don't know, like the the whole we don't have the votes might just be an attempt by McConnell to. That was a fucking distress flare. Right. Is what that was. Right. At the time, he probably did not have the votes. The reason he said that is to signal to everybody outside of those rooms. Yo, we need to start putting pressure on everybody right now. Right. Because we don't have the meats. Right. As I keep saying, shout yes. out to Arby's. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. That's why my first instinct was like, he doesn't like. This isn't like McConnell because he doesn't like to ever admit that like he doesn't have his shit his his side of the chamber in order. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people were a little bit cynical because you know like in a way you know the people you would have to start getting in their ear it would be Lisa Murkowski, it would be Susan Collins, it would be Mitt Romney, maybe Lankford from Oklahoma, who knows who these other people are. But 
Uh, now it seems like they have just enough to block witnesses, and then maybe those vulnerable senators like Collins or Murkowski can have their vote for witnesses and then use that as their cowardly cover to be like, well, see, I did the right thing. So right. really, Yeah, they submitted their questions yesterday. Uh, Romney did. And I, I don't know necessarily what those questions were just yet, but it seems like that's their, you know, they they have their cover to be like, we asked questions, they just didn't answer it. I don't see how witnesses are going to. Yeah. And it was us. such, I mean, yes, we can be cynical about all of this, but I will urge people, please call your senators too. Like, it's a very easy thing to do. There's things like ResistBot you can use that will help fill shit out for you to be able to submit uh, letters, whatever you need to do to put some form of pressure. I mean, a lot of the times you call a senator's uh, phone line, the voice the voicemail is full, which right. is a good sign. But at the same time, I mean, this really is such an absolute fucking joke. And they really, in their mind, they're, they're set up to completely overlook what the, you know, what why impeachment is even uh, defined in the Constitution. Right. Uh, all in the name of partisanship and because they are afraid of what it means for Donald Trump to start talking bad about them. This is all just fear based, really, yeah. especially why they're they're not voting because they really think that he's innocent. They're voting because the calculus they're using says, well, I go against the president. He's going to put me in a tweet, say something about me at a rally and everybody's going to not like me and I'm going to have to deal with angry Trump supporters. And then I'm and I don't want to and I want to have an easy election. Are they thinking that he's – are they in the back of their minds thinking, what if he gets a second term? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. For sure. Because if he is, then they've they've made – Marked they've, their cards. Their teacher's pet, and they'll be like, right. see, I was there. And we talked about this uh, yesterday or last night when we were talking – or two nights ago about the sort of dynamic between Mitt Romney and Senator Leffler of Georgia – where they were friends, but suddenly she was tweeting, like very publicly adding him, adding the president, be like, I don't know what this guy's thinking. Right. Precisely because someone's going to someone's right. going to challenge her from the right, who's more of a Trump, you know, more of a Trumper than she is. And I think that's when you're starting to see like no one is doing. Everyone is now just fully in like who's the most popular kid in school. Oh, it's like when the bully, I, yeah, standing next to the bully. Yeah. Right. So exactly. That, so that they don't bully you. Exactly. Over 70% of Americans have said they want to hear from witnesses. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are definitely people in that 70% that are Republicans who are like, I want to hear from Hunter Biden. Even 49% so. of Republicans want to hear right. evidence. Yeah. I didn't think there would even be that many. Right. I also am noticing sort of a a flagging of the energy from the mainstream media of just that it seems like they're the Republicans are winning the framing battle because like the New York times is now framing the questioning of impeachment managers and defense attorneys as like basically as witnesses and Bolton and the only actual witnesses is questioning additional witnesses they're like, will they get to question additional witnesses as if there have been witnesses? That's an interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess because in the House inquiry there were witnesses. Right. So there, I guess maybe they're using that evidence that was submitted as part of this thing of saying the additional witnesses. Because, I mean, I guess that yeah. must be why they're using that. But I was watching uh, Anderson Cooper last night and like there seemed to be sort of a palpable exhaustion bordering on like, I don't know nihilism about impeachment there was a it seemed like the consensus was that people 
people, like the people out there were tired of impeachment and it was time to wrap the whole thing up because witnesses are just going to drag the whole thing out longer. Uh, it seemed like they were basically Wait, Anderson Cooper said those all, words? Like, yeah. That's it, an actual GOP talking point. Right, exactly. It just seemed like everybody had accepted that. And they were like, this is counterproductive for the Democrats because, uh, you know, nobody really cares about this. It was essentially, I mean, it was Jesus just like, Christ. yeah, it was unbelievable. Like uh, the, it's a disappointing impeachment season. Yeah. Right. Like you said earlier of like, it's treated like entertainment or sport. Yeah. It's right. Therefore, been oh, this is boring now. Yeah. Right. Like I know, I know the outcome of, you know, Real Madrid playing a third tier team from like France or something like, you know, like out, you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. I don't need to see right. that. They, but, they were going to the, it's stealing focus from the issues that people care about, which is something I've heard from the left. Like Chapo like t- says that they're like, this is all bullshit and a distraction, but it's, the way that if you frame it that way, then you're overlooking the fact that he's trying to cheat at the election that you're saying we should all be moving on to. Or absolutely destroy the institutions that are necessary to keep this thing in balance. Right. At all. If if we like this is the thing, you know, the erosion of the institutions is like precisely what the threat of this presidency is. Right. And then when we have no way to say like, oh, this is how we need to do things. This is how we address these problems. And we have no roadmap for that. Now and then it's just utter chaos. Right. So it's, you know, I get on one hand, yes, this does not affect people directly right now. But depending on what direction we're going in, we need these things to hold or we're going to or we're going to end up really in the true hellscape. Right. Where they're like, the courts? <laughs> right. Okay, bye. But it feels like that is already happening. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I, uh, there is that sense of nihilism. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I feel personally hopeless that I don't believe in the Republicans to do the right thing. But I still feel that they still need to be aware that there is a large segment of the country you that is looking at this. You still have to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's an article on the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Have you seen this? Uh, with new analysis saying every impeachment trial has had new witnesses. Right. No, absolutely. Right. It's every a total impeachment, departure. impeachment trial completed in the Senate's 231-year history has featured witnesses who had not testified in the House, according to an analysis published by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Each of the 15 impeachment cases completed by the Senate, witnesses who were not heard during House of Representatives impeachment investigations testified in front of the Senate. Yeah. yeah. It's every, there's nothing, every argument that has been offered up against witnesses or why this trial is a sham has no legal precedent. Yeah. And there's there's not a single legal scholar except for the hacks that are defending the president that are bringing up these arguments and trying to pass them off as legitimate. Right. And so part of the reason I was uh kind of looking at the, you know, cable news shit sphere on Tuesday night partially cuz we got the kids to bed early, but partially because this dude Perry Bacon Jr from 538 was talking about how like that's where to look because like if you look at the Senate floor, we know what their arguments are going to be. But if you look at, you know, what Republican spokespeople and senators are saying on uh, cable news on Tuesday night, that was where you were going to see like how things were trending. Uh, and it really seemed pretty stark that like on CNN and MSNBC, they were just like basically giving up. And then on Fox, it was all about Trump's rally in New Jersey and how like Fox is already like doing 
spiking the football. Like they've are, well, yeah. Fox, not not just on acquittal, on like him winning the next election because he had that big rally mm-hmm. in New Jersey, and they were talking about how uh, he like they put out stats after every rally. And they were like, 10% of the people who came to this rally didn't vote in 2016, and 25% were Democrats. Mm-hmm. So um, if that's true, that's fucking terrifying. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, there may be a group of people who have a morbid fascination, and there are also probably a group of people who have the dormant racist being awoken in them. Right. And they're like, wait a I second. Wonder... I couldn't do it last time, and maybe everybody around me is doing this, and maybe it's okay. Yeah. But it's there it's does seem to be a, blue, right? As traditionally a a blue state, New Jersey, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I do think, I mean, this is scary to me because that was a thing that we people who thought Trump was going to lose in 2016 were having to overlook was the rallies and like the fact that he was like filling these giant airport hangars and we we're you know analysts were like, yeah, but that doesn't matter, and it ended up being a pretty good indicator of uh, the amount of kind of support that was out there that wasn't being reflected in the polls. And it just, it's worrying that that seems to still be a thing that is happening. Have you seen some of the stuff that he said at the rally? He uh, uh, warned the Dem- that the Democrats want to close your factories and get rid of your cows. Mm-hmm. You know all those cows on the Jersey sure. Right. Well, Jersey there's, cows. Well, there's a lot of yeah. Jersey cows. There's some good that dairy a- out there. Oh, is there? Yeah. So there are yeah, quite yeah. a lot of... Not on the Jersey Shore. Not on the Jersey Shore, but is that where he did the rally? Uh, He did did do the rally on the Jersey Shore. Wildwood. Right. Wildwood. And and, and even I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) No, even the connections, just sort of, I was just thinking a little bit back about this impeachment thing, too. There are people from his legal team who have given thousands of dollars to the senators who are currently the jurors there, too. Right. You know what I mean? Like Robert Ray, Ken Starr, they have donated plenty of money to Mitch McConnell and the like. And I guess it's all, I mean, yes, on one hand, sort of getting back to the rally thing, I, yes, it's frightening when you see that many people energized. Uh, but I, I, I think, yeah, yeah I, I also hope, my hope, though, too, is that this really needs to underline to people that it's the, it's the exact, the stakes are higher this time, and no one can at ever any point, even when you look at, well, every Democratic candidate beats Trump, yeah. you're still up against this. Yeah, And that's really why it needs to still be the focus of figuring out how we are going to actually effectively vote this person out. Right. I I feel like those two stories taken together just made me like really worried about any future where it's like a a Biden or, you know, somebody who doesn't have any sort of populist energy behind them. They just have sort of the and, and that's not necessarily fair to Biden, but it's. It does seem like he's sort of the consensus mainstream media pick uh, in the same way that Hillary Clinton was. And, you know, the the mainstream media just is not it. Like, they're not going to uh, succeed on their own terms. There was another headline that was like Biden and Sanders surge again. And the only motherfucker who actually was had any significant increase was Bernie. Right. I, I mean, imagine what happens if these uh, primaries start going to the left, uh, what starts happening with the media then? Because right. every time there's something where the man proclaimed himself to be the living nightmare of billionaires right. starts surging, there's a response from that class. Yeah. I mean, even before Trump, 
like showed up on the scene, Bannon and Mercer, the architects of his 2016, you know, run to the White House, had polling data from Facebook that they had stolen, essentially, that said that a, a populist candidate, an outsider candidate, was like what America was waiting for. Mm-hmm. And that's what Trump became. I, I just don't know that if you put him against somebody who is uh, the establishment candidate, who is, you know, c- centrist, which just means like right leaning uh, with the modern Democratic Party, like that that's going to succeed. Um, so, I don't I, know. yeah, I mean, it's the energy. If you're going to capture some of that energy who people are saying, you know, clearly now a lot of the voting public is at that phase. They go, who the fuck are these people that like run right. the because I think. This presidency has awoken some people to sort of looking at how power is moving around in D.C. and who represents who. So, yeah, it would be a mistake to then have someone who's like, yeah, I'm kind of the guy you're kind of realizing you probably didn't like as a politician versus <laughs> right. someone who's like talking about things that actually benefit the working person rather than being like the stock market's fucking lit right now, right. baby. Right. Like, because a real he's- radical Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a radical populist Wall Street guy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, another way to uh, motivate the people is just give out cash, man. Cold, Straight hard cash, cash homie. Uh, so this has to be illegal, I would think. But Politico had, had a story uh, a couple days ago about how uh, Trump supporters are um, giving out cash to people in uh, the black community yeah. to try and, uh, you know, they, they have rallies where they're giving out cash and they're also, you know, saying Trump is the, is the answer, essentially. They were, so it's the Urban Revitalization Coalition, okay? Mm-hmm. And the, there's a lot, all these Trump allies. Uh, they are basically doing like a lottery. Right. So like one of the first giveaways was in Cleveland and people, if you had a like a winning ticket, you got to get a ticket. They draw your name. You get a little. They'll give you hundreds of dollars, mm. and they put in envelopes. There was another one that's supposed like to like literal envelopes of cash, cash giveaways, buying yes. buying votes. Uh, whatever. Or I mean, if I was a smart black person, I would be like, yeah, 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 I love Trump. Man, give me the fucking three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. take you the think money. I'm fucking vote for him, <laughs> yeah. idiot. Right, right. And shame on you in this right. whole fucking farce. This whole the. Yes, it does bring up another question about they are a 501c3. They're a, they're a fucking nonprofit organization, meaning their money has to go to benefit the community or do something like that. But the way – apparently the CEO of the Urban Revitalization Coalition is saying that most of the gifts are between three and $500. And the group, I guess their mandate is that anyone who receives anything over 600 has to fill out a W-9 for tax purposes. So right. they're doing it like being like, yeah, so uh, we're compliant with the law. But I think many people about saying how that actually meets the legal standard for a charitable act, that's a big question mark. And most people are like, absolutely not. I mean, in the early days of uh, politics in America, they used to have voting parties where they would just have giant, enormous parties where you would get people drunk and they would all vote the way you wanted them yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And like, you would only have ballots. You're like, time like, like Tammany Hall yeah, type Tammany, shit. Yeah. Well, no, it was even like Washington, like used to do that. Oh, okay. Like George Washington. Uh, it was like very early days, but like there are, you know, we've adopted these norms. I'm sure there are certain laws, but all these like really technical laws can be 
Like you can get around them or you can at least get them tied up in the court so that like what what's going to happen if he continues doing this and it's somehow effective, like, ha, you know, doing shit like just paying people to vote for him. Like what we're going to take them to court and get them censured like three years into his second term or like Don Jr.'s first term. Well, yeah, I just don't know how many. Right. So if you think about how a bribe like this would work. Right. Right. You go to these people, you say, OK, you're, you're probably you would you would benefit from this cash being given to you. Right. And if they're conditioning that on a vote, how many of those people are going to say, I actually thank you for this three hundred dollars. And also, I believe that Donald Trump is not racist. Right. Right. Like, that's what I don't get. And I get I understand that they are. You how know, do they ensure they get the vote? Because you can't force someone. Yeah, cynically, to- cynically, you're like, OK, well, it's other people of color entering the community. So there's there's going to be a level of trust there. Right. But at a certain point, you're going to look at somebody supporting Trump that's black. and You're going to be like, hold on, explain to me all this other shit. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are people who unless it's like a thing where it's like it, I feel like it would have to be closer to the election for that to be effective in saying like, Yo, come back. Let me like. I need to know you. I don't know. I don't know how that actually translates to actual votes, aside from being some weird PR campaign right. that I'm not sure is actually going to change anyone's mind. Because if anyone needs money like that, I don't know if you're going to suddenly be like, "Oh, thank God, Donald Trump." You're going to be like, "This person was giving away cash." Yeah, it's not a small amount of money, right? No, three hundred dollars, five to three shit. to five hundred. That's yeah, a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. But I just don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Sort of the the psychologically how that's going to actually sway somebody. If considering what I think only Trump got only maybe eight percent, seven percent of the black vote in 2016. Right. What that's going to do to improve those numbers. And you can li- list off the famous people or celebrities that are yeah black and Trump supporters. I think it's three. Is Candace Owens? Candace Diamond Owens. And yeah, yeah. Diamond <laughs> and Silk, yeah. Boom. Um. Yeah. I I think they're probably just looking to like shave a couple percentage points. Yeah, off. and I'm, and it's just so f- cynical. Uh, just please, I right. mean, like, come on, like, f- this is the point where really the courts need to intervene and be like, this is an absolute joke. But again, we're talking about the erosion of our institutions. We're talking about right. making the law irrelevant. Yeah, and w- if that's the case, then yeah, shit like this is going to keep going. Yes. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, and let's talk about the coronavirus. There's just a lot of bullshit going around. Yeah, well, the World Health Organization is now having serious talks, trying to be like, okay, maybe this is actually, we, we need to, uh, you know, ring the alarm on this thing. Right. Uh, but also, people in the, uh, definitely in the United States are starting to hear about the coronavirus and get very interested in it. Uh, and just looking at some of the search terms some of the search traffic i don't know if we are this fucking dumb or we're just doing it for the lulls but google trends calculated there was a surge uh along with coronavirus that there was corona beer virus Mm. and beer virus okay so i'm not are they not related (laughs) yeah no i knew that i knew that well what did you think it is no go ahead no 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 i just say right now what no, is it? What I is knew. It? I just didn't know if it was like cured by it or like somehow uh-huh, like they just uh-huh. like 
you know, somebody made up the name while they were drinking okay. Corona. All right, but, that's why you uh, looked, or it was caused by it. But <laughs> I just googled Corona beer virus. And yeah. yeah, it's not true. It's from drinking old Coronas. We right. all know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. They said there were the search terms. Fifty-seven percent of people were searching for beer virus. The remaining forty-three Corona beer virus. Uh huh. Uh, and in Hawaii, New Mexico, and Kansas, they're searching beer beer virus more than anybody. Nice. I don't know. I mean, it makes sense. If you yeah. just heard it conversationally, you're like, Corona, what? Yeah. What? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. The beer? Yeah. But, you know, I guess this is where we're at these days. Hey, look, and, you know, if people are trying to educate themselves, fantastic. Right. But All the symptoms, are, are they similar to a cold, though? So yeah. I wonder if there's going to be a rush of people maybe thinking that they have the virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, search for symptoms actually has been even more significantly searched because people are truly, I think, once they realize, okay, it's not from drinking Corona. Right. What is this? Oh, it's a terrible illness. Okay, now what is going on? Yeah. It's also a situation where, uh, you know, it says it's surging on Google Trends, but like that was not a search that existed at all probably before. Oh, yeah. So it's not like they, it, it's not like they're saying it's 30% of Corona uh virus searches are about the beer it's just saying that there's a surge in that specific search term so hopefully and how many confirmed cases have they got now in in the u.s yeah over 110 i think yeah last time i looked um and yeah i think it says in china it's i think 131 people uh, have already passed away from it right uh let's talk about popeyes so popeyes is saying that beyonce's ivy park was possibly inspired by their colors. I mean, who knows, you know? We'll right. just put some two images together. Right. Okay, can have you, can yeah. people own colors? Oh, the colors, the colorways? Yeah, I don't know. T-Mobile uh, tried to... Oh, yeah, brand Magenta or something? Yeah, Magenta, they trademarked, I think. A specific, very specific shade, right? Right. Yeah. But still, you can't own a color. Well, they're not trying to say that they... they merely have all kinds of creative ownership over it. There is just a lot of people on Instagram was sort of, they were holding up, juxtaposing the new Ivy Park line with, as most people know from the Popeye's chicken sandwich craze, many people are also familiar with that foil bag the sandwich comes in. And we mm-hmm. see a, a, just an interesting uh, mm. parallel here. Maroon with orange. Right. I Popeye's mean, been doing that too. And they're not- of consciousness. It's not even like a thing where Popeye's like, how dare they? It's just like, it's one of those things that started off on Twitter. A right. few people go like, jokingly, they're like, All right. how is Beyonce going to not credit Popeye's? This is right. the exact <laughs> same as their uniforms. This is hilarious and it's amazing. Uh, but then the fast food restaurant is now like, hold on a second. How can we make money off of this? Right. And they have a, a website called www.thatlookfrompopeyes.com <laughs> where they have their own sort of like uh, maroon and orange inspired clothing. It's pretty simple. Uh, but the thing that I think is is, is nice that a hundred percent of the proceeds go to their like uh, their charitable foundation. So it's not just being like, "Hey, buy this or whatever." They're, it's it's a bit so of it's a, a bit of fun, yeah. As opposed absolutely. to a serious. Is the um, charity involved with them having all the chicken sandwiches in stock that we need that we require as a culture? I don't know. Oh, if that's like a mandate, like that's yeah. part of their mission statement. Yeah, I don't know. We should we should dig deeper. Mm-hmm. I've always been put off. Um, of Popeyes because the first time I arrived in LA, one of the first things I saw was someone taking a dump in the parking lot. Oh yeah, over Popeyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was um, 
I just, it's a shame it had to happen there. Could it, you know, coming to LA could have happened in any number of businesses. Could have, could have happened in, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe it was a protest. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of... Look, yeah. a lot of us were not happy with uh, the fact that they were out of the sandwich. Yeah. Well, when did you arrive the first time? I just want to check some dates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when was that? Because, Jack, you... No, <laughs> it was not me, probably. Okay. Oh, because you took a dump in a church's chicken parking lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was in the middle of the day. It was uh, like, you know. Yeah. So. yeah. PM dump. Uh, could have been post-lunch. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Hunger Games. Uh, there is a new Hunger Games book coming uh, from author Suzanne Collins, and it seems—I don't know—it's—it's it's interesting. It's a prequel. Novel. It's a prequel. So first of all, great idea. Uh, those <laughs> Love always prequels, work out yeah. really well. Uh, and early announcements detailed that the story would be set 64 years before the first Hunger Games book. So that's a long time, uh, and it sounded fine. Yeah, you like, know. okay, what's the lead up to this uh, right. you know, societal ending troubled era? Right, because there's a lot of like mythology in the book about like the first rebellion and the civil war that was fought between the districts and the capital 75 years ago. So uh, it sounded promising, and both the name and the artwork hinted at a connection with Katniss, uh, who's the protagonist of the original series, obviously, it would be before she was born. Obviously. Uh, but maybe it's about her ancestor or something. Uh, and then there also there's a movie already in the works, uh, which makes sense. Uh, but this w- uh, last week we learned that the book is actually about uh, Donald Sutherland's character, the president, President Snow, President Snow as a young, young man, Snow. as a young like hot dude who uh, then becomes a fascist. Yeah, who then becomes a fascist, and it's like, hey. Like he, but he's the protagonist. They're like they're basically trying to, uh, you know, Anakin Skywalker this shit. But right, it just seems, I don't know. Doesn't Army Hammer have that role nailed down? He always plays that sort of character, doesn't he? Who like the complicated uh, hot uh, Army Hammer? Yeah, did, was he the Winklevoss twins? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He would probably be a good a good choice for this role. But do we need to see that narrative of someone who? <laughs> A, a fascist who, who yeah. just murders poor people. Yeah. The synopsis, literally, this is the synopsis. How did he get so angry? Yeah. What if there was more to him than we knew? What if he could be, crazy as it may sound, a hero? Question mark. What the fuck? That's a literal, that's a quote. A hero? Young President Snow is a, quote, teenager born to privilege but searching for something more. Uh, he's also friendly and charming. So... Uh, I, uh, okay. What the, f- who, who wants that book? Yeah. Oh, but hold on. Isn't this what the Star Wars prequels did? Right. It is right, what the exactly. Star Wars prequels did, but that wasn't at a time when we were living through, a uh, actual fascist, uh, creeping uprising. fascism. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and also this, a lot of young people, uh, who, you know, a lot of young people are struggling with, uh, being converted to fascism by like YouTube videos and algorithms that you know just pull Serve people in that content, direction, yeah. uh, and this was used as a, a touchstone as like, but you know, fascism's not great, and now they're like, yeah, but what if it is understandable and kind of chill? Hey, look, on the road to fascism, you could be a pretty chill guy, right? And that's um, cool. And what the re- responsibility of art is in that? 
Right. I so mean, this... to me, I'm curious, what comes first, the book or the movie deal? Right. Was this book being written to be able to give a platform for the movie? Because from what I understand, Lionsgate is also working with her on this book. So it's right. not like she's just out here writing a book. And right. like the the production companies, the distributors have nothing to do with that creative process. It seems like they're also developing this story with her. Right. So is that... That's I'm like at this point, do you need a book? Are you just do you have the book for the cover to say it's based on the books rather than saying like you know be great as a prequel? Can you write a prequel? Because I think we'd make a lot of money here. Here's an advance. Yeah, I mean it's so the the series has always been about an impoverished young woman fighting against the evils of an authoritarian government uh, that literally murders poor people for entertainment, and now they're pivoting to a story about how the leader of that fascist regime regime was once a pretty cool dude. And that's, that's where we at. Um, Hey, you know, we we'll, we got to see, we we'll got to, we got to read it with our own eyes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but that's he may com- be a loser. Right. You know? Yeah. And then it's more like a, like a Joker type story where they're like, see man, see what happened to this dude. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's coming out in 2020. Awesome. Who's going to play young Donald Sutherland? I think Army Hammer is actually a perfect choice. Yeah, he has a very interesting, like this rendering. Keith uh, Sutherland? No. Uh, <laughs> um, that one maybe. Maybe has he got kids? Is Keith got? You know, yeah, he maybe does. they'll literally Keith get for... his grandson. Yeah. To play him in it. Yeah. I think he has a daughter. I've met his daughter. I think. I don't know. I I wonder if it's the kind of almost the reverse of because I remember about a year ago, sort of opining. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like how many war films we have and like more ones were coming because Dunkirk was coming out and I uh, just watched the 19... Uh, I keep saying the 1917, like it's a band. 1917, <laughs> which is phenomenal. But I was like, I feel like we've seen this now. Haven't we seen enough war films and they're always just, you know, like we've made them. But Do we need to we, keep making more? Have we seen them where the authoritarians are the good guys? guys yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That uh, is new. <laughs> I mean, just think about change a of perspective. paradigm shift. Um, but but just within that, then the argument against that from some of my friends was, um, no, we need to see this because we're in a dangerous place now and people need to know what the result is. Yeah, of, it can't be of, abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to see, uh, I think it's in, I don't want to say a spoiler in Dunkirk, but doesn't like Harry Styles die or something early. Do- so like young people kind of seeing like an iconic... I think he he lives yeah, to the end. Yeah. Who, who dies it early doors? It gets a little touch and go there when they're hiding out in that boat. Right. Oh, okay. Real touch and go. Yeah. Right. I haven't seen Dunkirk. I have seen 1917. Okay. But um, but but it's kind of showing like Zane how dies how, early. In Dunkirk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Louis. Yeah. yeah. yeah Louis. Louis. <laughs> Louis really. Bites uh, <laughs> but but how devastating war actually is, and how we don't want history to be repeated in this way. Yeah. Right. Um. So actually, you know, I sort of came round on that and went, okay, maybe it's a good thing. That's why Private Ryan them. was sort of one of those films where it's like, I, just look at how brutal this is. There's no hero. There's nothing. It, there are there are heroic heroic moments, but war does no not discriminate. Wins. No yeah. one wins. Yeah. Right. Well, Tiff, it's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you? Follow you. Uh, people can come follow me on Twitter at Tiff Stevenson on Instagram. Still working it out. Still working it out. Um, but uh, I'm Tiff Stevenson comic on there. And um, I'm doing some performances of my show, Mother, 
in LA and then hopefully again in New York and trying to get out to Philly and places like that. So find me on those and you'll find out where I'm doing shows. Nice. Where's it? When's your LA show? Uh, well, I'm, it's just been put in at the moment. I'm hoping third week in February. Okay. All right. So can I can I keep it vague? Keep yeah, it keep it vague, please. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work or social media you've been enjoying? Uh, I enjoyed uh, Virginia Jones, who I do enjoy, comic, who uh, uh, a few days ago tweeted, I don't know who needs to hear this, but nobody gives a shit if you have bangs or not. (laughs) 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 Which uh, I spend so much of my time like, should I? Like, Do you think? And I like that you call it bangs here as well because it makes it sexual. It's called a fringe. Fringe is called, yeah, yeah, it's called a fringe. Oh, is it called a fringe in the UK? Yeah, I have a fringe, but if uh, bangs is cute. It just sounds cute. You know what? That shit bangs. Yeah. Uh, Miles, yeah, is there a tweet you've been enjoying, and where can people find you? Yeah, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also on my other show, Four Twenty Day Fiance, talking about the reality show hit Ninety Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets I like. One is from Dana Donnelly at Dana Donnelly. I'm just a hot girl standing in front of a poorly dressed, objectively unattractive guy, telling him it's fine if he doesn't want a relationship. But could he maybe text me more consistently? He says no. <laughs> uh, also from Jamie Loftus, uh, consider that Midsummer and Cats are both about a group of obnoxious friends that are begging to die. <laughs> uh, Jack Allison tweeted, the SNL after party sounds cool. A required work party every week with all your bosses and coworkers? And it's not an open bar? What a dream. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? Track we're going to ride out on from Little Dragon in my house. Mm. Um, just, you know, just thinking about our house and keeping our house in order in this mm-hmm. country. Because, again, it only takes, you know, very little time. Shit can change drastically within one generation. And I was just thinking that title got got me thinking, you know. Uh, we can't take anything for granted right now. It's one generation away from... What, what's the saying? One generation total annihilation? From, no, total <laughs> Probably. To, one generation Takes one generation for total fascism. annihilation. Uh, pretty cool. Fascism. <laughs> turn to the left. Fascism. Turn to the right. Just thinking of the David Bowie remix. Boom. Got it. Boom. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for today. We will be back this afternoon with Trending Zeitgeist and then see some back you tomorrow with another podcast. And yes, we will see some of you tonight. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Come on, you. It's like a walk.